dedication, discipline, passion, sacrifice, rise and rise again. Welcome to Any Given Chance. Massive shout out to our sponsor, Squad Athletica. Guys, this training gears, you've got the training singlets, the shirts, they've got absolutely everything. They've got the 12-inch shorts, the 16, everything that you need for the running. It doesn't stop there. They've got yoga mats, they've got drink bottles, they've got you covered at all bases. I'm telling you, this training gear is rivaling Nike, it's rivaling Under Armour, it's at the forefront. And the best thing about it is it's right here on the Gold Coast. So it's a supportable local business. You can jump over to their Instagram, it's at SQD Athletica. Or you can jump online and check out their shop, Squad Athletica. Go through, select your little things, what you want to buy, new hoodies for winter, whatever training gear you need, and then type in your AGC code at the end, which will give you a little discount. That's AGC in the little coupon code. Can't thank you enough and make sure you get out there and get in your squad gear. Big shout out to one of our sponsors, Black Rose Barbers. That's right. Go see Liam and the boys over at Black Rose Barbers. They're located on Lakeview Boulevard over at Mermaid Waters, right in between the Good Life and the 7-Eleven. Walk out of there feeling a million bucks. The boys can cut hair and he even does the cutthroat razor if you want to feel really fresh and fit on a Friday. You can book online at blackrose.com or you can get on the phone and give them a call, but go support your local business. And the best thing about Black Rose Barber, you can sit in that chair and talk maximum amount of crap. You know why? Because the boys have got the answers. They'll solve the world's problems with you. I'm telling you now, they're a bunch of legends. Go support them. Tell them Matty from AGC sent you. All right, here we go. Any Given Chance podcast, podcast about passion and sacrifice, what goes on behind the scenes, mental game and everything. I'm here with one of the boys here, Joshy Nantes. That's it, mate. I was just saying it off air about my ADHD. I read that fast that I didn't even know that there was an N in there. And I've, <laughs> I've been going around calling the boys the Nates brothers. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, I've seen your journey. I mean, I yeah. got back in a box when I was when I was huge. I yeah. just needed a change. So right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. We yeah. got the both the same story. And I remember walking in the gym and just seeing you two boys going at it. You had fucking dreads down here. Yeah. Interesting look for a boxer. Oh, that's oh. what I was like, what's going on here? And then I, I heard, from. What a, like, and I was like, oh, okay, these boys now are Trump. <laughs> so what we're going to dive into today is basically you guys have been in the process for a lot longer than other people. And mm-hmm. from my perspective is you've got a plan and it's just everything I see about is there's no chink in the armor or where you want to go. It's just that it's, I'm playing the long game and we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. So I really want to dive into that mentality and, you know, go in about all that. But just to start off, mate, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone sort of listening out there? Tell them what you do and yep. sort of what division that you're fighting in as well. Yeah, so I'm um, a boxer based on Gold Coast, obviously. So we are now. I live around the Coolangatta area. I fight at 72.5 middleweight divisions. My between 72.5 middleweight and super middleweight. So I'm happy to go between both divisions depending on fights. Just go to my second profile on the 24th of June yep. down at um. The Mantra on View and Surface Paradise, the Jamie Meyer production, he always puts on a good show, so it'd be good to um, come down and support, it'd be great. He's the number one. Probably promoter on the coast. He, he yeah. does it well because he understands the Gold Coast community in a way. Mm-hmm. He's grown up around the area. He puts on a good show based on the market he's trying to target, which is, you know, yeah. Gold Coast people. So yeah, he does well around there. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm just excited to put on another clinic and, and a show and just show everyone what I've been working on consistently for years and years and years. So your first fight, round... Round third, not round three. Round three, two KO. Yeah, stoppage, yeah. I also watched highlights, that, and mm-hmm. I watch highlights here, brothers, and you guys are at another level. Mm-hmm. I know that you're going through the process. Okay, let's just get this experience. Let's get that fight mm-hmm. and that fight. And I understand that, and that's great. But you guys have been in it for a very long time. How long yeah. have you been back boxing? So How I, long have you been so doing I started, I walked into Palm Beach Boxing Club, actually, when I was about 17. I reckon I'm 24 now. Yeah. So I actually walked in at 103 kilos. I was playing a lot of footy, a lot of rugby union. Love my footy. Love when I was young. Love my footy. Love my cricket. Got in there. Within three months, I thought, nah, stuff this. I'm doing boxing. Yeah. I loved it. Fell in love with it straight away. I've come from a bit of a martial arts background. Like my dad, he um, did a lot of Muay Thai. He owned four Muay Thai and freestyle karate dojos. When he was a bit younger, when I was born, sort of got to two or three, sort of sold it up and um, oh. decided to focus more on the business, earn some money. I'm one of six kids, so, you know, you need to start making a bit of flow for the family, not donate, uh, donating so much time to his martial arts. So I yeah, walked into Palm Beach Crime of Boxing, 
gym at 103 kilos. Within three months, I fought at 63. Wow. Yeah, 63 kilos. So wait, wait. About four months probably, I'd say. I was never, I was always one of those fit people, trained every day. Yeah. Body, cricket, something like that. Joking the fact I was probably, I just love food and I ate the wrong foods. But as soon as I was, had the mindset that I want to change this, the weight just dropped off me. Yeah. There's no problem losing weight. So, it's, by the way. No, that's 40 kilos. Yeah. That's a big boy. That's 10 yeah. kilos or more in a month, yeah. every month. Two and a half just kilos train, a week. Just train, just train. It was funny. I was at school at the time. We were sort of relocating from Brisbane to the Gold Coast. So I wasn't at school much, but every chance I got, I, was, I always made sure that when we were doing the packing and the moving, that we'd pack the Brisbane house in the morning. So I was down on the Gold Coast for training in the afternoon. I told Dad, that's the only chance I'm moving down the coast as long as I'm back training for the afternoon every hour. So it was funny. Some of my mates at school didn't see me for about two months because I was moving during the day and training at night. And I come back to school about 30 kilos lighter and they didn't recognize it. Didn't know who I was. Wow. Like, mate, are you all right? Like, are you dying? Yeah. You got a disease? Are you eating or something? I was yeah. like, no, I'm just, I'm just training. What clicked? I mean, not many 17-year-old lads. That clicks for them. Then. What clicked is I looked at the heavyweight division, yeah. honestly, and I was at the time, I, didn't, I was a late bloomer. I didn't really grow much until I was about 18, 19. So I was always about, I don't know, I was pretty small. I was probably about 5'8", 5'9", about 6 foot now. But I didn't grow much until I was quite late. I looked at him and I said, I can't fight in this heavyweight division. And yeah. I just wasn't big enough. Not that I was scared. So I don't fear any man. No. But, like, I just thought, you know, I'm carrying excess weight. Let's get fit. So I just dropped the weight. And the coach says, what do you want to fight at? And I said, well, I'll fight at 63. So it was, he goes, you are amazing. It was legit for boxing. It wasn't anything else. You no. Know, as soon as you walked into that boxing yeah. game, you're like, I this want to be a boxer. Want. This is what I'm going this to do. This is what I'm going to do. But I don't want to fight at that yeah. division. So yeah. this is the reason yeah. why I'm going to start. I was, it was funny, man, because I was already talking big picture in my head to friends at school and what I wanted to do. And they were like, yeah, right. yeah I was always that, yeah, he's that boxy guy, you know, that weird. He's got his jump. I was like, nah, man, like, this is what I want to do. I still feel like that. I'm still that kid. Yeah. Who, this is what I want to do. I'm not at where I want to be anywhere near. I've got years to go to where I want to be. Yeah. But I'm that kid where I'm thinking, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to chase. I've known that since I started, since I walked into that gym till now. And there's been sacrifices and I've learned what I need to do along the journey and I'm still learning. I've still got mentality-wise and what I need to put in place and what comes first in my life. All that sort of all those sort of aspects, I'm still learning. But I've still got the same overall goal. And it's, oh, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, I love when people say, no, you're not. Yeah. That's great. And at your age, like you said, you're 24 now. Mm-hmm. So not only are you navigating your boxing career, but you're also navigating transitioning into being a man. Oh, you know, sure, man. Being a protective provider. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you're still learning. Yeah. You're still trying to understand that. But boxing has obviously taken up a lot of your yeah. time. Like it does. Training. Like I now, it's taken me, not taken me a while, but the way I look at it is boxing is what comes first in my life and everything else works around that. Yeah. So whether work works, if work doesn't fit with that, work go. If what the people I'm hanging out with doesn't fit with that, sorry, man. Yeah. You go. Okay. You know what I mean? I 100% agree with mm-hmm. that. Exactly the same. When I was playing rugby league, that was it. I worked so I could play rugby league. I, that's what I said. I said to my coach on the other day, I said, I work so I can train. I work so I can train. If work doesn't fit in, sometimes obviously, you know, things get in the way and you get caught in the crossroads and you get a bit for a week and you're stressed out because, you know, I have. Sort of, I'm in a bit of a partnership with a guy when it comes to carpentry work. We work together. My brother, Lockie, he works with me as well. Another guy from the gym works with me. Sometimes my coach jumps on board works with me. So it's, it's a good little group that we've got. But sometimes I stress out because we've got things that we've got to get done. But I've got training. I've got to go somewhere for training. I've got to fight. You know what I mean? And I'm like, sometimes I just need to sit back and think, no, you know what? Stuff this, man. Yeah. This stuff is not my priority. My priority is my training. And that's what I want. It takes sacrifice, relationships you lose, you know. Yeah. Jobs you lose, you annoy people, but you've got to be selfish sometimes. Especially in this sort of sport. Mm-hmm. I can't agree more. I'm a victim of my own craziness. I have dedication and I can zone in on something and hyper-focus on it and I put a lot of attention into it. But then I'll try and do that with the same level for two or three things. It just does not no. work. And I end up breaking down or one thing fails. Yeah, 100%. And it just can't work. So you're still working eight hours a day as a chippy. Yeah, currently, oh, not every day, but yeah. yeah, like I'm still, yeah, still working. Obviously, it's become a lot more flexible. Like I was working for people, and I sort of noticed I'm like, this isn't working. 
there's days where I'm not getting to work till 12 o'clock because yeah. I'm up in Brisbane sparring or I'm not doing this. And so now I've sort of just a subcontract out. I'm trying to get to the point which pray yeah. to God that you know, we can pick up sponsors and I can get to the point where I'm donating 100% of my time into this craft yeah. because this is what I want to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if I can build that team around me where they're allowing me to train, boost their team through social media or through yeah. you know, other avenues and just helping me achieve this goal yeah. and going together. So I can't believe that it clicked because, like I said, when I was a 17-year-old, I wanted to be a rugby league player. Yeah. I wanted to be a surfer. I always had boxing in the back of my head. I used to watch, get up in the morning, see the US fights. They used to be on like 2 a.m. in the morning or something like that. And I used to watch them put their wraps on. Mm-hmm. And I always used to just think like, oh, I just want to do that. I just want to put the wraps yeah. on and walk into the boxing ring and, and everything like that. And, mate, I actually didn't get that feeling or didn't understand what it was till maybe like after when I was 30. Mm-hmm. I'm glad one amateur. By no means any good boxer, still mm. learning. But for me, it's good because everything I learn now no, is just good. Yeah, that. That's good exactly right. But for you to know that straight out of the game, mm. I guess that comes into what we're going to drive into now is a path and playing the long game and that mm. mentality of the long game from day one. You also said you come from a big family. Yeah, so I'm one of six. Six. So there's one girl, she's the oldest, and then there's five boys after that. Where do you so sit? In I'm that? the second oldest, so I'm the oldest boy. So just behind my sister and then um, Lockie, my brother, he's next. We've got Ben, Sam and Isaac. So call your dad if anyone needs a boy you can't yeah, miss. Yeah, he's, can't, had, he's, had, yeah. he's had five. That's your boy Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Was there competition, obviously, yeah, growing up? Oh, sure. Younger you know, brothers. It's funny, man, because uh, everyone always says, I eat real quick. Yeah. And they say the same thing to Lock, and It's like, you don't eat quick enough, then you don't get second. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're all like. You know, Sam, he's six foot three, yeah, 120 kilos, a big boy. You know, Locke's not small. He walks around 84. So Ben's big too. So you don't get quick, you don't get seconds. So it's always like that. It is competitive, man. Like it's different as you got older, like you train alongside your brothers and, yeah. and stuff like that. So like now Isaac still boxes, the youngest, me and Locke. So yeah. train alongside them. It's good, but it's not. So like, Sammy's not doing it anymore? No, nah, Sammy's, Sammy's just working. Wow. Because I had a couple of spars with him in there. He yeah. hit. I remember oh, exactly that. Oh. Like, but I think it was like only the third round three, and I was buggered and ran in the morning, surfed all day. All right, jump in with Sammy, Maddie. Fuck, here we go. Like yeah. I'm only, like I said, just getting back into yeah. it and all that. Yeah, thinking I'm moving well and all that, and then all of a sudden he just goes straight oh, right back for a big boy too, isn't he? Straight into the yeah. middle of the gut, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then he started walking. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I was going yeah. on my knees, like he's not the dude on the street. You want to walk? No. Nah. But and, and mate, a great bloke. So oh, shout out, legend, legend. yeah. But yeah, it's weird that he can stick. Nah, with yeah, no, nah, he's sort of um going to his work. It's also weird, like you said, like your father comes from a uh, martial arts background. background, and I was about to ask before you said that, like, how come you guys like didn't live and breathe it? And it's because he stopped it when yeah. you're like two or three yeah. to have family that and, and thing, go yeah. into that. So because I'm a product of my father, he had me really young as well. Yeah. He had me when he was 20. Mum was 18, so I was a backpack kid which was the yeah. best because I went everywhere. I still got to watch dad play football. Yeah. I was the sand boy. I was the ball boy yeah. at every game till he was like 30, 33. Plus we lived at the beach every day. Yeah. So I got to surf four hours a day every day and then I got to go training with dad at night yeah. and then I got to be ball boy for three games in the weekend and earn yeah. me 50 cents off the old boy who used to pay you. So for me, it was entrenched in my blood and I, being around it, that's all I wanted to do. So it was a bit strange. Maybe it was like in your DNA, you know mm. what I mean? Like even though you weren't in and around oh, it that whole sure, time, as sure. soon as you got that opportunity, yeah. it was like light bulb. This oh, is me. definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I've always spoken about that. Like, outside, we used to do pads in. Mean, we'd do that every Tuesday, Thursday. For, we did it for years. Yeah. It's funny, like after the first session I went to, I don't think I've missed a day since, unless I've been told to. Go home, slow yeah. down, man. Unless my coach says, you need a rest. I'm in the gym seven days a week. All year round. It's no like I'm not in a camp. I'm constantly in camp. Yeah. You know, so I'm not doing my eight weeks, having my three weeks off, getting back into my eight week camp. I'm in camp. I'm ready to go. You can call me in two weeks for a fight because I've already done that whole. I've done a camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not out. I'm never out. I'm constantly progressing in my boxing to improve because I want to be an all round good martial artist. Yeah. You know, I love the sports. When I first started, I really loved the fitness side of it. I loved the feeling of getting in there, hitting that back hard. And working hard, feeling fit, feeling good about myself. But now I really love the technical side of boxing and, and what boxing brings and the art form and 
And I'm starting to see that within myself, just training. So I've been training back on for about three or four years now. So I always mm. say this, and I said this when I first met you, it doesn't matter what you want to do. I always think a 10-year plan, you're going to be an expert at something. You mm. might not be the best in the world at it after 10 years, but you're going to be pretty goddamn good. One and two, you're sort of figuring it out. Three to five years, you're learning the craft. And then five to 10 is where you get your yeah. expert and understand. Sure. So I'm at that stage now where I've, I'm starting to see game plans and I'm starting to understand why and watching Lomachenko stand on his foot and why is he getting just to the right side or what's this person doing? It's a science. Oh, mate. Because I could pull a rugby league game apart. We're going here. This is the reason why we're going here. And then that bloke's going to shoot in here. And when he does that, I'm going out the back and we're going to put four points on in the corner. And there's reasons and purposes to that. But if you're not a fighter and you're not a boxer and you're not being in it for as long as you boys have, you can't see that. Like no, going, can't. going to watching a fight is pure and the levels of boxing crowd, there's corporate, there's money, there's professionalism, and there's fucking kill him, Rocky's yeah, yeah. fucking at yeah, Like sure. the mum in the background loving yeah. us. And that's entertainment. So It is. You know, and it's funny, man, because you go, I don't want to be that fighter. You know how you, you go to a fight and you watch these two blokes and they're just going at it. And don't get me wrong, it's a fan-friendly fight. Yes. And it's a brawl. And I love watching it as a, as a spectator. But I don't want to be that one. Either. No, I want to be that guy who this fight looks like a mismatch. Yes, do you know what I mean? Every fight, that's how I want to fight. This fight's a mismatch. Well, it's not a mismatch. No, this dude's just clinical, and how he goes with his plan, he's clinical, and he gets the executes and the educated execution is what I want every single fight. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And mate, just watching you and watching those highlights, and you can see the person that you're fighting. He was in there, and he's like, I know how to throw him. And then there's zone, eyes to your face, hands, this is what's going to happen next. Mm. Back, control. That's happen. control. Yeah. Everything, process, don't care if I get hit. Uh, the only way that it seemed like there was going to be any trouble or anything like that was if for some stupid reason you were like, there's a butterfly, which was never going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something yeah, like yeah. that. That's where I see you boys sticking to the process. And this is what I say consistently over and over and over and over again on the podcast is process, process. Mm-hmm. Even in my socials and life, long game, process. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen. Play the 10-year game. Everybody in social media always wants it now. They always want the, oh, the big money over here, this over there. I wish I had a car. Like I still drive around in $2,000 cars outside, and I had to work my absolute ass off to get where I am within business and to get this podcast and everything. Like That was by no short ever presented to me. I've been bankrupt twice, or nearly bankrupt. I've lost everything. Watched repo men come around, take my cars. Had to start again twice. So that, oh, yeah, it is. You know, you've got a young family now too, you know? So yeah. it's not just yourself. You're no. worried about being bankrupt. You've got to supply. You've got dependence. That's right. But that process, I always had trust in the, okay, well, if I just keep ticking over, something will present itself, and then it's up to me to take that opportunity. Mm. So this is where you guys are at now as well. Where are you training at now? Because I know you, you did, when I met you, you were with Tommy Glover. Yeah. Great coach. Great yeah. coach. Yeah. Lovely guy. Great deal. I'm great with Tom. I just needed a bit more. You know, I just needed people who can, like, dedicate hours. And I'm training at Twasi Boxing Gym with some great coaches. They've got a great team around me. We're all on the same mentality and the same track. Yeah. So it's good. I see a lot of what you do is always slow and repetition. We love fundamentals. So- I personally... Think that is where I improve the best. Yeah. If I'm doing my fundamentals correctly, it doesn't matter about the sparring that I've had in the camp. It doesn't matter about the hard workouts, those bag sprints, those hill sprints. If my fundamentals are correct, that's when I feel like I'm boxing at my best. Yeah. So constantly focusing on my fundamentals, keep rehashing it, have good sparring sessions, back to my fundamentals, back to my fundamentals, back to the jab, back yeah. to, you know, simple footwork drills. So for people who aren't fighters or, or listening at home, what's your fundamentals? What do you go back to? You know, simple footwork and jabs and just the art of boxing itself. You know, you can like breaking down what works and where you need to move, positions you need to be in. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so then when it, when it happens, it doesn't even think. It just, yeah, it just do it. I just do it like second nature, like anything. So you just got to, like, it's like anything. If you want to be a good surfer, you've yeah. got to practice that. You've got to practice that. You've got to practice the simplicity. Getting up on the board, that's the first thing. You cannot surf away if you can't get up on the board. So you've got to practice that get up. You've got to practice that get up. Same, you cannot be good at boxing if you can't jab. So you've got to practice that. You've got to practice that. You've got to practice that. doesn't matter about, you know, all those rounds you do and all the, all the fancy stuff. You've got to practice the simplicity. Yeah. Otherwise, you are never going to make it to the top. 
look at world champions. You look at someone like Floyd Mayweather. All right, so you could say in the modern era, he's probably the most successful boxer that has been. Just for the fact that, and the one thing that makes him so successful is you look at him after his fights, the damage he takes, it's so minimal. Yes. So half of the sport, this is going to make the sport sound really, really simple. Half of the sport is about not getting hit. Yeah. The other half of the sport is about hitting. So if you're getting hit and still hitting, you're missing out on 50% of what the sport is. You know, you need to not get hit. So focusing on longevity, being defensively sound, and then focusing on then implementing my attack plan is what really is what we work on. It's just longevity. I'm really big on longevity. You know, yeah. one shot in a sparring session can fight just two minutes. And I'm not saying I'm in no means perfect at that yet. Yeah. But I'm getting better and better every day. And that's just through hard work. Exactly what you said. No one, or not no one, but when you look at boxing or everything like that, especially I'm going through that with Ellie now, like, like I want him to box. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, he's going to get punched in the head the whole time. And I'm like, no, no, that's what everyone thinks. But mm-hmm. it's not. Like if you put all this work into the defense and the science of it mm-hmm. and rolling and understanding where they're coming, make it 100% more safer apart from that one mm-hmm. shot more than rugby league. Oh, 100%. Because rugby league is that. The collision. Thing, and also thing. with rugby league, the thing you've got to watch out for in boxing is punch you can't see. So if you're fundamentally correct in your defense and in the way you're moving and your position in the ring, you cut that shot that you don't see somewhat out of the equation. Don't get me wrong, there's always a chance of being punched like there's always a chance of being touched. Do you know what I mean? But if you can be sound and you understand where you are and you're fundamentally correct, then you half those chances or you, you, know, you minimize those chances of being hit. That sounds really easy to do. Don't get me wrong, doing that, standing there, doing the drills, yeah, it might be easier. Putting that in my fire. It's a completely different story. Yeah, that takes absolutely. years and years and years because you're not just going against someone from a early pavilion at 2 o'clock. In the morning. Yeah. You know, you're going against another trained fighter, another trained killer, another elite athlete who wants to do the exact same thing to you. It makes it a lot harder. I can't wait until you guys get to that top level because mm-hmm. I think without being big note or anything too much, I think with your process, you're going to breeze. Well, not breeze, but you're going to, do it correctly for the next three, four, five fights where you are going to win and you're going to take out these opponents that pretty much shouldn't be in the ring with. That's the way it Well, that's the plan, Mike. This next fight I've got coming up, it's against a tough, experienced kickboxer. I'm excited for this fight. I really am. I'm really keen to test. I've had a good long thought about the fight itself and how I see it going. I'm excited to test because, you know, they, they, they bring a different look. They're not just energy, but they bring a different mentality. These kickboxes have got a different stance. They've got awkward timing. And I'm excited to show what I can do like, yeah. with that because it's hard. Those fights aren't always easy. Sometimes when you've got a very conventional boxer standing in front of you with a high guard or with a generalized sort of boxing look, and it can be easier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When you've got someone who's awkward, you've got someone who throws shots of awkward timing, awkward rhythm, it can be a lot harder. So I'm excited to see. I'm excited to show everyone that I'm capable of handling someone like that. Yeah, that's right. And I didn't mean by any means no, to, no, to, to, get, meant. to yes. get ahead yeah. of where we're going or where you are going. Sorry, that's me. I'm jumping on the back of it as well. I've got my team shirt, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm on the back of it. But I really want to see after you test yourself here and all the way that just those walls up there because I think those fights that you guys are going to get mm. to in those title fights against other great boxers are going to be epic, mm. sensational. It's nearly like I can't wait. It's like we've just started first season of Game of Thrones and I want to watch the end series yeah. right about now because I know where you, your boys' paths are going and you can just see it. If you feel, I watch all your socials and follow it, I can feel it. I can feel what's going to happen. It's just going to be such a privilege to go along that journey. Let's break it down. You say that you're always in the gym, always in the gym. So yeah. is this legitimately seven days a week, six days? What's your week usually look like? So to generalise, let's, you know, let's say on a, on a Monday morning, I go for my, you go for a run. You know, I get my run in. In the Arvos, whether I've got a strength conditioning session or not to do, I'll do a strength conditioning. Then I've got a team training later at night, which is boxing. Same thing then for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, so I mix up trying to get two or three strength conditioning sessions in a week, trying to get two or three, two to three runs in a week and a sprint session, and then as many boxings every afternoon. There's minimal boxing, and you know, two, two times more a week in the mornings, if possible, if I can. Yeah. So I just train as much as I can. But I've got to, you know, leave work early, get to work late to train. It all works around training. So you're working out yeah. at least five yeah. hours a day yeah. or five hours a day. Some of those sessions aren't as physically draining as what they yes. can be mentally draining. Yeah. So some of those sessions are, are slow. 
a yeah. slow methodical sessions and where I'm working on what what I understand, what I need to work on, what my team says that I need to work on methodically, break it down. Why am I doing this? Why am I 10 mil from where my foot is? Why is my outside foot? I'm really breaking it slow down, the science of boxing. And then some of those sessions are tough. Some of those sessions are hard, especially like you said, like you're working. You've not just got to, let's say you pump out a hard sprint session in the morning. You know, you've just done 10, 12, 400s. Yeah. And then you've got to go to work for eight hours. And then you've got a strength conditioning session in the afternoon. And then you've got a boxing session in the afternoon. And that boxing session is you're doing heavy bag work. You're doing heavy meat work. Or you're doing, you know, it's, it, it is draining. Your body's sore. And, like, you know, that's where you just need to have a good team around it. Yeah. You know, like, support you, sponsor-wise. Not tell you to do it, but tap you on the shoulder. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't need hey, motivation. Is not, it's something I don't need. Mm-hmm. It's something both me. Like, I've noticed this. Something, me and Lachlan have a lot of differences. But we have a lot of similarities and motivation is something we don't need. We are there at the gym every day. We are there before we're at, you know, anyone. My whole team's very motivated, but we are there every day. First one's in there, last one's to leave. Like you won't, unless you tell us to leave that gym, we're not leaving that gym. Motivation is not what I need, but sometimes having someone there to hold you accountable always does help. No matter what you're doing, no matter how dedicated you are, no matter how talented you are, you've got a good team behind you to hold you accountable because life gets in the way. And you can sometimes like, Oh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like that little man. I've done, I've done, I've done enough for the week. But no, you have not done enough for the week. Mm-hmm. You have not done enough. It's not just the week you're looking at. You're looking at hours. You're looking at years. Yeah. Thanks. You haven't done those years. So keep working. Keep working. Whether that's hard work, whether that's thought process, visualization, keep working. Because yeah. you haven't done enough yet. I'm no one yet. In the eyes of boxing, I've got so much to prove. It can take so much from you. You know, you've got to, unless you're working, it's going to take everything from you. Yeah. And you've got to work to be able to take a little bit from the sport. Yeah, that's right. And exactly like that, like speaking of the path trajectory that you guys are on, that only happens if this process happens, Mm -hmm. continues. There is no, like I said, there's no jump to the end and go, oh, give us the fight. There's no Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I'm fighting Apollo Creed straight up. That's not going to happen. It's two hours a day thinking about it and mm-hmm. you live and you yes. breathe it. You can it's funny. feel it, everything. It, yeah, like when, even when I'm not in the gym, that's what I'm, not the gym itself, but when I'm not training, I'm thinking about I'll be working, you know, when you, when you get into work, it comes second nature and you can sort of like you're present. Mm-hmm. You're more present in what you're doing, but you're not mentally present yes. in the task you're completing. That's me constantly because um, I'm always thinking about something in the back. I'm always thinking, I... You dedicate so much to it that it becomes, it gets to a point that you don't, like I said, fit in what I'm trying to do. Yeah. don't really fit in my life anymore. It's as simple as that. It sounds terrible. But that's what you've got to be like, man, because yeah. I'm telling you, if there's seven other billion people in the world who want that mentality or want what you want, yeah. you know, there's only a certain percentage of people who can be elite. And then, through no fault of your own, it might not happen. Oh, for but, sure, man. And that's what this is the whole reason for any given chance. I realized that through my life. I don't know how many chances I didn't pull the trigger on. Mm-hmm. And I kicked myself. I like it presented it to yourself. Why didn't you just try and fail? Or like, I don't understand. I just need present me an opportunity and I'll take it at all will. It's funny you actually bring that up because so I heard a quote the other day and it was um if you think this times feels hard. Imagine how hard the regrets can feel, you know, and it's so accurate. Yeah. Like you're in, especially when it comes to like sports that are dominant in the physical aspect, mm-hmm. you have a period of time in your life to be able to be in your prime as Correct. such to complete this sport at an elite level. I can't get to 50 and decide, all right, now I want to be a professional boxer. You can, you're never going to be a world champion. Don't get me wrong, you can always have a crack, but jump in the ring if you feel free, but like you're not going to be a household name. They always tell you that. They mm-hmm. always say, They'll tell you when it's time to retire, mm-hmm. when the kids come knocking. When the kids are knocking at your feet, then, yeah. then you're like, oh, okay. And for me, that's what it was in rugby league as well. Mm-hmm. And I was only 28, but my body had had enough. And mm-hmm. there were the people, you know, I used to win everything. Exactly the same mentality as you. First there, last to leave on the rugby league field. You couldn't get me off. I won everything. If someone beat test once, I'd run the beat test that night until I beat that time that he ran and I knew mm-hmm. I'd beat him the next time. And then that stopped happening. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, this isn't going to continue what, you down. Lost there. the hunger, or just sort of lost that energy? It was rugby league, very um, brutal on the body. Mm. I had consistent niggling injuries. Yeah. I just, and I let my ego get in the way on some things as well. Mm. So, you know, it wasn't panning out for me. 
and in certain areas where I wanted to go, but I thought my energy and my input and my dedication deserved more. You speak to a lot of athletes who, you know, have retired and they reckon that's one of the hardest decisions you make in life is willing to give it up. And it's sad when you watch an athlete who carries on for that little bit too long and he sort of doesn't have the light in his career that he should have because he played on for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's sad because in your prime, you were, you know, the man. Unbelievable. Tom Brady did it last year. He retired and he's like, no, 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 I want to play. And then he had had an okay season. But it's that, it's taking that shimmer off that walk away. Boom. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah look at someone like Roy Jones. Like you can't tell me there was a better light heavyweight running around trying to skill wise. You know, that, like bang, pot, like just amazing. But, you know, then carry on too long, came out to Australia, but not get with any random offers at one round. You know, like that's something you don't see. But you need to have a good team around you who you yeah. deep down and subconsciously trust. Because when you make it to that level, there's money to be made. And you've got a team, they get money as well. Yeah. So you don't want them pushing you on just because they're getting a little bit of a cut. You need someone who's brutally honest with you, but who respects you and loves you as a person to be able to have that conversation. Well, I think that needs to be devised right now. (laughs) So, But not even that. Like, if I get to this and if I have this amount of money on this level, then nothing else matters. Like, a decision can be made after that. If I can have $2,000 a week for the rest of my life or $1,000 a week, or if we make five hundred or 600000 out of boxing, mm-hmm. then no other decision will be made off the basis of money because mm-hmm. I've set my goal when I was this age, and you might be able to move it a little bit along the process, but not at the end. This yes, is my yes, goal. Yes, this yes. is what I made. And then that will hold your whole team accountable because they'll know that we've already broken the threshold, mm-hmm. we've done that, so no decision needs to be made for this. And that could be a reference point to come yeah, back sure. to. I've made this in a sane judgment. I've made this plan in a sane judgment, not in seven years' time once yeah. I've got an offer no, because no. this plan, was this yeah. safeguard was put in place. Yeah. But you also see, but just before I move on from mm-hmm. that, I think also along the process, and this is what I found with me, is I never celebrate any of my wins. And I just heard that Israel Adesanya celebrates for a week after every fight or every win. He flies to London, he flies to New York, he flies to New Zealand, he flies there all in like seven days or something. He did that. And he enjoys every single bit of the process of the win. For me, I never did that. Yeah, see, I find it hard. He's UFC middleweight champion of the world. I'm not where I want to be. If I get to that level, my thought process on the celebration won't change, but at this process, at this time, no. Because this is where I am now is not where I want to be. Yeah. Where Israel Adesanya is at the present time, you could arguably say he's one of the greatest middleweights of all time, if not the greatest, with the record he's had and after he just had. I'm not at the point I want to be at yet. So I don't find the need to celebrate. Like I, after my camp, before, after my fight, my, in the camp I had, my previous fight, the first fight, I basically jumped straight back into camp this fight. So there's no break because I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. I have maybe, you know, maybe at the end of the year, might sit down with my family, relax for a week. But even though I'll still be in the gym every day, might just That's cut out a couple of runs. You know what I mean? Because I enjoy, I feel like this is the dream. You know, I speak to a lot of like old, a lot, but a couple of old fighters who I'm close with and who I, who I have a good relationship with. And they say the thing you miss is this is the dream. What you're doing right now in the gym, that's yes. the dream. That's the lifestyle is the dream. You've got to soak up every single bit of it, whether it's, all aspects of the whole lifestyle. So. I say that the one thing that I miss was the team song after, mm-hmm. the looking at the hanging out with the boys after yeah. the or just any sort of process that yeah. come with it. And the game. You miss the game. You miss the game. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But it's weird, like you said, didn't think of it that way either. Like I'm living it now. Like this mm-hmm. is the celebration. What yeah. I'm doing right now, training and hurting in the gym, yeah. that's my that's, celebration. That's the dream. Yeah. Like the journey itself is the dream. The money stuff, don't worry on. Great. But mm. like you make good money from what you're doing and what you love. Sick. Well, you don't work a day in your life. You know, and then once you finish your sport, you can you can go do those travels. You know, I haven't travelled around. I haven't seen a lot of my friends. They're overseas. They're travelling around. You know, they're doing what they're liking. Good on them. Like, yes. That's what makes them happy. Good on them. I'm stoked for them. I'm happy they're happy. But that doesn't fit in with my dream. That no. doesn't fit in with my goal because I want more. And I can't get that through going on these three-week holidays. And I can't do that. I can't afford to miss three weeks of training. Yeah, I can't do it. Like I can't do that. I'm obsessed, and that like you've got to push me out of the gym. And you do. My team says, "Mate, I need you to go on for a week holiday." I always had that mentality as well. I don't know who instilled that in me, but I always saw if I took three weeks off, 
then that cost me nine weeks because I had three weeks off. So I went three weeks backwards. Mm. Then I didn't get that three weeks in, which I should have been three weeks in advance of that. And then I missed that middle three weeks. So now I've missed out on nine weeks. So it's a backward. It's not just a little step. It's a back. Yeah, for sure. Back for me. But what I noticed too, that sometimes that can be at my detriment. Do you know what I mean? Like I've always eaten clean. I've never had ever since, you know, I lost weight. I haven't really been a bad eater, but eating the right amount of foods, the correct foods, the food that's going to help me fuel my training Recover. and the lifestyle I live, you know, because like, let's say I am working during the day, I'm training in the morning, I'm training up and I'm training at nine. You need a lot of fuel, especially if you've got a physically demanding job to compensate for all that. So I've got a dietitian on board, Nikki from Shire, she's amazing. And ever since I've got that on board, man, it's, you know, get my recovery right. Like if I'm having a rest day, it's not me just sitting at home. Right. I'm going to ice bath. I'm yeah. going to saunas. I'm going to do something that's, you know, even just a simple walk on the beach and bare feet. You know what I mean? I'm doing some sort of active recovery. I'm trying to, that's a session. That's part of the training. And that was what was at my detriment. I thought, oh, I'm missing a day in the gym or while. I'm just doing ice bath. Like, if you haven't you know, broken a sweat. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not like that. You know, you've got to be just as smart up here as what you are training your body. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's all, it's a process. You learn along the way. Amazing to hear coming out of yeah. your mouth because I didn't learn that till maybe 30. I didn't understand that till 30, 31, 32, 33. Mm. I always had that. You train as hard as you can. You beat the fuck out of everyone you can. You bash and tackle everyone you can. Mm. And you lift as hard as you can. All the time. 24-7. Yeah. You step into a training session. That's what you did. Mm. And then through running, actually, mm. through running, I started to understand. That was my first run. Boom, out the gates, as hard as I could, run, don't stop, don't be yeah. a pussy, don't quit. Yeah. And then once I started getting over distances, I was like, oh, you can't do this. No, you can't. No. You, can't. <laughs> you got like gone and then you watch other – I did this on the Gold Coast 30. Fantastic. Like, first running competition I ever went in, GC30, 30-kilometer 30 run. I'm training how good's this. And I knew what times I could do, but I seen the pack in front, the four-minute pack. And I should have been running 430s, you know. Oh, I'm going to run with those blokes. Rah, rah, rah. I did it, and then 10K mark, pop. And Ooh. then I had 20Ks, but I had a little man in my head going, because, mm-hmm. you, you know, I was putting it out on social media. This, oh, I've been training my ass off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to oh, have to limp home here. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot quit. Like, there's nothing. So cramping everything, limping home, and they're an old ladies running straight past me. And I still see their faces oh. in my head because I made that idiot decision mm. of just go hard, go hard, mm. go hard. You must go hard. But like you said, with your food, figuring that out, where I'm at now as well is I'm a little bit more lenient. We go out for lunches and that. It doesn't matter how hard I train. If that food and diet isn't right, it doesn't matter what you're no. doing. You cannot it's, out-train yeah. a poor diet. You can be, let's look at a day, for example. Let's say a train takes up 20% of my day. It's that other 80% that you've got to get it right constantly if you want to be at the top, if you want to be an elite athlete. It's that other 80%. Like you've got to, your diet's got to be right. You've got to have the right recovery. You've got to be, have the right people around you so you're not mentally stressed. Or you don't feel a burden. You've just got to make life easier and adapt to all your lifestyle. Otherwise, it becomes too difficult. And the other people who are chasing the same goal may be doing a bit better. You know, and maybe it might not make a difference over two months, three months, but over two, three, four, five years, it's going to make a difference. It's yeah. going to, that's where you see it. You know what I mean? So you've got to think about that long And then when it shows its ugly head, it might be too late to make a change. Yeah. Or maybe not too late, but it's a long process mm. to make that change and go again. I noticed it. Like I was injured, but I'd just come back from injury. And then I'd be training really well and I'd be feeling really good and I'd fly. And then suddenly I'd just have another weird injury. Like that. I'm like, what's going on? Why am I getting injured all the time? And my coach is not even enough. And he goes, okay, I ate a bit. Hmm. But when I broke it down for what I did, I was not eating enough. And ever since then, I, haven't, I don't even have niggling injuries. Yeah. You know, which, no, touch wood. Like, I'm, you know, no matter what you do, there's always a chance of an injury. But if I'm implementing the right procedures for that not to happen, I'm cutting my chances of being injured. Mate, I completely agree. Because as soon as my diet goes, everything else goes with it. But you also, I find with my work, like the building company's powering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of employees, we got a lot of contractors, and building's insane at the moment. It's man. insane. But that stress that comes yeah. with that, and I didn't notice that until I threw a garment on. And then I started looking at these. I was like, what's this one? And it tells you stress levels. Oh, and you yeah. should see them through the day. Like some days they're just like, oh, bang, like redlining. Yeah. 
And your body doesn't know the difference mm. between physical stress or mm. mental stress. It knows yeah. stress. stress. And that's how I end up ripping the bicep off my bone. I was sitting here, stressed out, like work, going crazy and all that. I hadn't surfed in like three weeks and I was pumping. Mm. And I was like, nah, I'm going surfing. This is a joke. I don't care. Hung up the phone. I've already had 50 phone calls this morning. Yeah. Put on, rang me, brother. Let's go. First wave. Watched my brother get three or four amazing, like I was pumping tubes. And I was just like, oh, I'm not in sync. Can't get one. It's like the world knew. First wave, took off, put my hand in the thing, bang, popped. See you later. Gone. I wasn't even training hard. I wasn't. Funny story. (laughs) Here we go. Ellie Doyle, chime on in. I've got back in. So obviously I've put my hand on my board and I've paddled in, you know, one One arm. One arm. Yeah. I got in there. I rang L. I was like, Fucking biceps popped off my mom. Like, she's like, what? what do you mean? You just got there. I was like, yeah, you got to go to the docks. You go get a check down. She's like, oh, okay. Hey, just quickly, how did you get in? I was like, oh, I had to pick my arm up and put it on my front of my board. And then I just paddled in with one arm. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay. okay. Wouldn't you go in circles? Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> paddling one arm, just one legged ducks, yeah. just paddling in circles and that. I was on the ground. I was like, bless your soul, sweetheart. <laughs> I love you. It made me laugh straight away. So, but yeah, but that stress, you know, your body. And that's so, I guess my next question would be to you is how do you manage that? Are there days that, you know, that little man starts creeping in your head, like, God, I don't want to fucking do this and I don't want to get there? Like, how do you overcome it? Or is it, do you own that? Little man, do you own that voice so much? I genuinely do love the lifeboat. Like, I genuinely love the lifeboat, which makes it a lot easier. I don't only have the days I'm like, oh, I don't really have to train. Some days I wake up and I'm like, boys, my body is hurting like yesterday. My body was hurting. And I had a big session. But after the feeling, you know that you've completed the work that you needed to do. That was minimum. It is a good feeling, but like I said, I love the lifestyle. So it does make it a lot easier. Don't get me wrong, you always have, no matter what you are, like there's some days when you're getting up at the moment where it's starting to get a little cold and you've got to get up at 5 o'clock or 4.30 a.m. and you've got to get, go for that 6, 7K run. You know, it's tough. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, you think about you've got to cut that little man out. Like, it's not tolerated. No. You know, that weakness isn't tolerated. Like, you know, getting into an ice bath, for example. You know, you get into that ice bath and it's 2 or 3 degrees. You're sitting there and you think, what am I doing What am I doing here? here? Like, but, no, it's beneficial. That little man, it can't be tolerated. It just cannot be tolerated. It's as simple as that. If you don't tolerate it, you sort of get to the point where this is now normality. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So that you don't let that little man come and now it's normality. It just can't be tolerated. I've heard two perspectives on this. I'm with you. And the more I tell that voice to shut up, just dominate him every day, he just gets quieter and quieter. Mm. And then it's like, up, and I'm like, ah, no. And I'm on top of it. But as soon as I let him back in, he's just like, all right, a little bit of creeping and he gets loud. He never go, I call it my monster. So don't let the monster back in, don't. But then I've heard other people go welcoming it and then they thank the monster. If you're hurting on a marathon run and your body's screaming at you to stop, they thank you. Thank you for telling me that. Thank you for my body's hurting. It's okay. I understand. I'm listening to you. And they take that approach to it. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not going to stop, but thank you. And they thank, you know, the little man. Yeah, it's another take on it. The moment I heard that, I was like, yeah, no, nah, fuck you. Don't get me wrong, like everyone, no matter who you are, I truly believe that everyone's got, not doubt, but some sort of, you know, hard work's mm. called hard work for a reason. Not for everyone, it's not easy. So everyone's got that somewhat, that voice. Who will always, you know, say something that, like I said, it's about making that voice normality. You know, and once it is normality, like it, it's funny because to form a habit, it definitely takes a minimum of four weeks to form a habit. Yeah. So to break a habit, you could go on your way every morning or you could do some sort of work every morning. You could miss one day, that one day, and that habit's broken. You've got four weeks to build it. So don't miss that day. Don't make it easy for yourself to be able to give up or to not give it a chance. Yeah. You know, so like continue to do that every day and make it a lifestyle. Make well, that's lifestyle. exactly right. And you said that with your training, like even if you got in there and did minimum, mm. it's more about this is the process and this is what happens. Mm. So even today, like at the gym, same thing, I'm hurt and my body's inflamed. Evidently did like 21 and a half yesterday. I had a pretty good click as well. And this morning I got up and I just, I was hitting hurt and alarm goes off. I probably needed another four hours worth of sleep, to be honest. But no, we're going to go through the process. We're going to mm-hmm. go there. We're going to pick the weights up. We're going to lift them. We're going to walk upstairs because that's my process. Warm up weights, lift, mm-hmm. go upstairs in a box for an hour. 
We're just going to walk through that process. And I mean, I walked through it this morning. But yeah. it happened. Now, yourself through it sort of thing. Now yeah. it's not broken yesterday. So I believe in everything you're saying there. Yeah. About stick to the process. It's all, you got to make it. If you want to make it as easy for yourself as possible, make it a lifestyle. Make it so it's compulsory. Yes. You know, every day, those fundamentals or that run or whether it's even just surfing, man, make it compulsory. Whether it's going for that walk. With a dog, make it compulsory, mate. It's weird that you felt, because I'm born in the water. And like, mm. my dad says this to me. He goes, why aren't you surfing right now? Why aren't you surfing? And, you know, I'm like, go one in every three weeks. And he goes, you can surf. You're one of the better surfers. You're probably in the top, not to toot my own horn or anything yeah. like that. But I've done it since I was two. I know how to surf. He goes, why don't you do that now? You have the skill set. And I don't know. It's just maybe I need to reintroduce that. Like, just start the process again, Matty. I yeah. think I'm scared, to be honest. Why do you reckon? Because I was good, and I'm not that good and, anymore, and I'm chasing and you that form of yourself to what you were. Where in yeah. the boxing gym, I love boxing now because I'm not good, yes. and everything I learn is better. So you see that improvement. It is hard because like, you see that it's actually funny you bring that up because I've seen that that's many times before where people compare themselves to what they were. Right, it's like someone that's that's why I don't like to go into camps and out of camp. That's why I continuously stay in the gym. You compare yourself to what you were when you were peaking, and you know how it's safe. Four or five days for a fight, and you've had four weeks off the gym. Yeah, now you come to the gym, you're trying to work at the rate you're working at prior. You're starting in that negative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I call it point zero. Yes, here's point zero. Everything's you compare, you compare, you compare. You can't always compare. I feel like I've grown in a way that you can't compare yourself to what you were. No, you got to compare yourself to being that better to what you were at selfish. Yeah, rather than comparing to what you were. Yeah, but I can do that with everything in my life. I've mm-hmm. done it with business, losing bankruptcy, mm-hmm. starting again. I can't seem to do it with surfing i don't know what it is really maybe i don't know what it is i just get frustrated like do you, have the, do you have the love for it because you've done it for so long do you think you still have passion for it when i'm out there yes as soon as i get out there but now it's a judgmental thing it's not four foot and pumping no I'm yeah, yeah so yeah. i used so to love yeah i used yeah. to love one foot slot yeah. now i love four foot perf that's the difference i guess with surfing that is, is I can't just go train and I can't just go do it. I'm yeah. relying on other factors, yeah, it's fair. weather and input and that, and timing. See, I was like you with surfing. Surf's up, work's there. Yeah, See you yeah, later, yeah, yeah. you know. But we're bound, being surfers, we're bound to the ocean, we're bound to the weather. Yeah, we're bound to reading maps, yeah. We're going to sit away from the coach. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I'm telling you, that'd be epic. I just don't get that. Uh, I understand that process, but for me, it's, it's a bit weird. Mm. What I want to move on to now, mate, is what's the plan? Fill us in. Looking to stay consistent. Yeah, active stay active. Year. Stay active is, is definitely the plan. So you pulled the trigger. I've gone professional. We've waited. Yeah. So obviously I moved on. Yeah, you know, like I said, with Tom and went to the new team. And I wanted to go pro straight away. How many years ago was that? Been there now for two years. So I wanted to go pro straight away. Oh, yeah, about two years been there. And you were ready to. You could have gone pro and had fights. I wanted to. I felt like I was ready at the time. Mm-hmm. I looked back in here and I wasn't ready. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I felt I, I definitely wasn't ready. But, yeah, like I said, it was a process, a lot of hard work. You introduced it also along the way. And then once my team saw the opportunity and they thought that I was adequately enough or, you know, that I was at the point where they were ready to make that step, they took that step. And now we're looking to stay active. Obviously, big fight coming up on the 24th. I want to put on a clinic. I yeah. want to be an educated execution. I want to be touched. I want to show everyone the levels I am above the opposition because I, I don't fear any man. Yeah. You know, I back myself. And as long as my, obviously, you know, my team's going to put the right steps in place to progress my career as it goes, whoever they can find me, I'm happy to fight. I'm not happy. I want to fight. Yeah. So that's stay active, continue to live this lifestyle that I love. Over the next couple of years, we're going to see you grow and yes, in the, progress, in the gym progress, and in the progress, fights. And, and obviously, is- like growing my team, like, that sound like a plug, but having sponsors behind you makes that so much right. easier. Mate, like, as you bumps. know, like, I'm now, instead of resting or recovering or getting that extra session, I'm having to be at work. All life I'm having, like, so work so I can train. If I can minimize that as much as possible and achieve my goals, or it's just going to speed up that process. You That's know, right. like eventually, like, you look at all professional athletes. The reason professional athletes don't work, yeah, because the, the, what it takes on the body is ridiculous. Like, your body can't reach its peak every day if it's doing. Something else. Something else. It needs you need to have a hundred percent focus on on the task. Sponsors help that, you yeah. know, and being part of the team, coming and watching fights. Everyone loves a fight atmosphere. There's nothing better than being around a fight, 
sitting at a table with, let's say, 10 people, you know, watching two blokes punch on, watching someone like myself, your sponsored athlete, put on a clinic, cheering, being a part of it, seeing the team in the warm up, seeing the team in the warm down, chatting afterwards, like, you know, bit like, coming down to the gym. We've got me buzzing right now. It's, yeah, you know, it's a fucking atmosphere. Yeah, you just put me there. Yeah. I was at your fight. I just had. Oh, and you cheer and you jump on, oh. you know, it's a good atmosphere. It's good to be around. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's good to jump on, you know, support people's journeys and support people love. And like, you know, you love the sport, whether you love the sport or don't love the sport. Yeah. All the help's welcome. All the support's welcome. Yeah. You know? Mate, I know Liam Pope pretty well yeah. and give him a big plug. And we just started a GoFundMe for him as well, just mm-hmm. so he can get an inching of an American camp. But he's the same. Yeah. He's got two kids. He's in the depths of it. He's yeah. working all day. He's training, yeah. going all right. He's got a... Uh, I think it's a featherweight Australian title coming up on June 30th, six days after yours, and then he wants to get to America. But same thing, it doesn't happen and you don't get the time if eight hours a day you're going to be chipping. That's no. eight hours a day of boxing. Yes. And for people like you, it's not – people look at it different ways. that They don't understand that mentality. It's not like, oh, yeah, they're going to give me that money so now I can sit over that. No, no, All no, you no, do no, is no, like, no. yes, that's another eight hours in the gym yes. that I get. yes. I'm not absorbing that money to say, no. thanks, boys. No. Get to go up to us. No, no, no. That money is all right. Awesome. Now I can space my training sessions out a bit more so I can get up and do my run at 5.30. Now my strength conditioning is at 12. Mm-hmm. So I've got adequate time to recover. So I can, instead of putting 80% into that second session, there's 100% of that second session. I can refuel right. I can get, I'm ready for that, that second session. And then I've got enough time to adequately re- refuel, rehydrate, and get my body prepped for the third session for the day. Correct. Do you know what I mean? So now I'm not completing each session at 70%. I'm completing every session at 100%. And the progression, you've got to leave some bounce. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's second to none. Like you need that. It's like you said, and that's being a professional athlete. So if you're training at home, I always seven days a week. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. 70%, seven sevens are 49. Mm-hmm. Rather than three, 10 sessions, three harder sessions you can do, yeah. that's 30. You're not getting fitter. But that's not professional athletes. No, you have no. to be sport specific and mm-hmm. though you might tick over, tick over, but this one has to be the one. And then it's one day of, like you said, your methodical and this one has to be absolutely everything you've got. And this is where companies come in and it doesn't have to be. Everyone always wants sexy labels, you know, the no. eyewear or anything like that. The people who believe in you and can be building, it can be anything. Give me an awesome family. I'm happy for an awesome family company local. You know, if yes. you're in the air, jump on board, be part, follow me, not just now, yeah. but until I'm over in Las Vegas, yeah. until I'm on those big fights, jump on board because I'm, I'm a loyal guy, a loyal guy. I'm going to take you guys all the way with me. Yeah. This is a team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, it's an individual sport, but it takes a team to build that. Thing. You can't so, do it on your own. You can't. Yeah. There's no way in the world that you could be a world champion on your own. No, that's, 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 a, that's know, a, it takes, takes a good team, but you've got to be smart with you put in your team. I have yeah. a lot of people who want to yeah. jump on board. Like, I've got the, this is all I want, and I'm willing to show you that. Mate, oh, I hope this podcast goes mental because I'll be on the back of everyone. I'll just be like, just going, let's go, like, yeah. just let's go. You know what I mean? And that's what this is about. This isn't about making money. This podcast, podcast I don't even know. I don't know how to make money out of a podcast. But yeah, if it, uh, there you go, if anyone, I'll grow a team. If anyone out there knows how to make money out of a podcast, <laughs> get in touch with me. Yeah, but I'd legit wouldn't take any of it. I would feed it to mm. everybody who needs it to go on these journeys, mate. After you get into that 24th, is it just going to be these Jamie Moy productions or is there something on the horizon look, that we can I, look like out Jamie's, for? Jamie's been great. Jamie's also has been great for us and we really appreciate his game matches yeah. and his first time shows made us regular. I'm not signed with anyone. Uh, Do you okay. know what I mean? I'm not signed with the promotion. So what happens after that fight, again, I'm not looking too far ahead, but whatever happens after that fight without our, you know, me and my team are open. But any opportunities. You know? Do you know much about the back end of the business stuff? Or do you know I sort of try and stay out of it. You do? You know, I've got a pretty smart team behind me who understand, understand the business side of it, you know, because it's a boxing sport. Like when you break boxing down, yeah. this is going to sound weird, but when you break boxing down, you've got people in a ring. So you've got two fighters in a ring. And on the outside, you've got people who are paid to watch me for detriment onto someone else's help. It's a bit of a weird thought, like you could sort of compare people like prostitutes. People pay prostitutes for their body. People are paying to watch you hurt someone else. It's a nasty sport. There's a business yeah. behind it and there is a lot of politics behind it. So I try and stay out of that end. I trust the people around me enough to know that they have my best interest at heart to 
focus on those avenues when all I focus on is training. I couldn't win fights. Yeah. Those business sides of things don't matter. Do not matter at all unless I'm winning fights. That's right. So as long as I'm putting myself in that position, I'll go with it. Yeah, I like that. I like that whole just not stay in your lane, but this is my job. That's mm. your job. You do your job. But you've got to trust the people, obviously, of course, for their job. So that's, like I said, it's about having a good team behind yeah. you. And when you do, mm. and when you have that belief, or, you know, like, say we were coming on as a sponsor, that money's going to be there every week. That's 300 or 5 number. Guaranteed. It's not going to be late. It's not going to be here. This guy handling this place with everything in your heart. It's like having a good wife, a it good is, partner. You know, like- There's 100% trust. There is nothing better than not having carrying around that guilt or, you know, if you're an arsehole or she's not all that wonder what she's doing or anything like that in yeah. a relationship. As soon as you meet someone, and I have that with Elle, like it's just there's no outside thought or anything like no, that. I love it's good, fun. man, because it, it benefits both parties. It's the best. Do you know what I mean? Like, it left, like, we'll go back to the sponsor thing. Like, with the sponsors, like, it's all tax deductible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it benefits them. Like, they get advertising from it too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. again, they're not putting it as, like, I'm not putting in as much as what they're putting into me. Like they're helping me with my journey. Yes. But also like there's things I can do to help them with their journey, yep. their business, you know, to grow. So it's not like you're doing everything for me. No, we're right. working together, bro. Yeah. Like, this it. is this is a team. Like yeah. I said, it's the team mentality. It's yeah. Like, but if you want to be involved with something that I represent, which is hard work, dedication, mm. you know, that straight line and success. Jump on board. Jump on board. You know, come watch yeah. the train, you know, yeah. come down. Like you know, those big sponsors who come in. No, 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 hey, hey, what are you doing? Don't do it like that. We're about to start. No, no. If you're one of those blokes, don't, I mean. No, no, no. Yeah, how funny is that? I've seen that so many times. There was a, oh, I'm not going to name names, but there was a sponsor who came on with one of our footy teams and he started having halftime speeches after while the coach was addressing it and he's looked over on one of them and gone, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And we're all like, we still tell stories about it today. Like, it's just some cringe. Like, I know what he was trying to do, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, but because yeah. he bought into it, he thought, he had the, yeah, yeah. it doesn't we work. We appreciate you, but yeah. that's your job. Your, lane. your job, yeah. enjoy the process. Come on board with Same us, mate. Way. All right. Well, we're rounding over an hour. So, I really want to get you back on in this yeah. journey. And this no, is why, instead of us just sitting here and pulling your whole life apart, I yeah. want to do or four or five podcasts, sure. tap back in six months, yeah. let's have a look at your photos. And, uh, I mean, all this stuff that we get off here now, we can create content, put it out there as much as you want. So also for all you guys listening, of course, Monday night's our live premiere on YouTube, yeah. but you can listen to all this on Spotify, Apple, Google Play. That's Josh and Nate's interview. But all the content that we'll create, and you're going to give us some of your content yeah, as well. Awesome. So we can blend it in. You can see who yeah. he is. You can see who he is outside of this mic and this podcast. You can see what he does, his art form, his fights, his training, everything like that. And once again, I'm going to give it a plug right now. If anybody's out there, just get in touch. Get in the DMs. If, if you yeah, think you want to come down, message. come meet him, come shake hands, get on the back of this. There's nothing better, you know what I mean, than supporting someone like yourself. Mm. Not just jumping on my journey, jumping on the journey together. Do you know what I mean? That's like, it. It's a team. It like is. Said, that's, let's build it. Actually, before I shake your hand, what have I got for you? Oh, stay here. That's right. Everyone gets a ribble of steak, brah. Holy. Mate, you'll have a trading session and a half after this one. It's all right, though. Here we go. Nothing but protein. Look at that one, the boys, eh? If anyone doesn't know, I love cooking. I love smoking. I love cooking steak. I love everything like that. I verified it. I don't know. I not the shit talk that I do, just the absolute mistakes. It's unreal. Oh, this is my downtime as well. Like, this is my relaxation. Give it a little bit of the salt bay first. Give a sprinkle, sprinkle. Never had too much salt mistake. Eh? Never. 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 This is Super Butcher. So we're trying to get them on as a sponsor as well. Oh, is so, that one in Burley? Yeah, there's one in Burley. And then there's uh, the one out oh, at Ashmore. There you go. Give us a salt bay, bruh. The boys are on here. Okay. There we go. And now, man, that's how you end the podcast. <laughs> Great shot, lady. All right, fucking start. Woo! Wow, that was the Any Given Chance podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, if you want to see some more action, head over to our socials and give us a like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube at the Any Given Chance podcast and on Instagram and TikTok at any given chance and if you can hit share and subscribe 
much appreciated as we grow. Plus, we're always looking for new guests. So if you know someone in the midst of a battling good little bit of adversity or someone who's been successful, messages direct, we always check out your box. And of course, if you want to check out old episodes, repurposed ones, you can jump over to our website, which is anygivenchancepodcast.org. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm your host, 3AM365, Maddie Menion. No days off, no excuses, and I can't wait to catch you on the next one.